Welcome to Indy's Real Estate Gurus. We're recording today from the Advisors Mortgage Group studio right here in downtown Carmel. And I'm Rick Ritma, your hardworking mortgage guy. I've been in the mortgages and real estate for over 34 years. I've helped over 5,200 folks finance their homes. We believe, my team and I, that there is a right mortgage for you and that we're the team to deliver it. And I missed half of it, but keep going. What are you talking about? You can do it. I can't. You want me to keep going? Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know how I missed it. My team and I believe in custom tailored loans, not the one size fits all approach. We believe there is a right mortgage for you and we are the team to deliver it. Is that better? That's better. You did a good job. Now it's my turn to mess up. And I'm Ian Arnold, part of Rick's hardworking mortgage team. I've been in the financial industry for 15 years, helping customers rebuild their credit and get the best possible interest rates for them. I also have a passion in helping you secure your future in, through real estate and have your overall wealth and generation wealth. You ready for me to go again? I'm ready for you to go All again. All right. So I'm pretty excited today. We have Eric It's Pittner, correct? That's correct. With Carpenter Realtors, and you're out of Avon. And Eric is a phenomenal agent, been doing huge numbers. You've been in the business quite some time. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. We, we, we do appreciate it. If somebody needed to get a hold of you, what would be the best way? Uh, the best way to reach me is on my cell phone. Uh, you can send me a text message, 317-345-8011, or give me a call, 317-345-8011. Uh, okay. Please wait till after the show because he's busy right now. Uh, you can also send me an email at epitner at callcarpenter.com uh, or uh, send me a message through my website. That's www.ericpitner.callcarpenter.com. And Pitner is P-I-T-N-E-R. That's correct, Rick. Correct? Yep. All right. And as we get started, for the most up-to-date information on Indy's real estate market or mortgages, please go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Or you can call 317-672-1938. That's 317-672-1938. And Eric, you've been in real estate for quite some time, but what did you do before real estate? Uh, before real estate, uh, I worked in public safety. Uh, I was a paramedic for about 22 years. Awesome. And and before even that, where were you born, raised? Uh, born in actually Lafayette, Indiana. Okay. Um, and grew up down in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh-oh. Uh, is that allowed? It is allowed. <laughs> uh, my father was an auto dealer and, uh, the early eighties recession caused some dealerships to close and we relocated down to Bloomington. I was about seven or eight years old. And then, so grew up there, high school there, uh, got a degree from IU, uh, and then decided that I had enough of Bloomington, Indiana and just, uh, thumb through the books and grabbed an apartment up here in Indianapolis awesome. and and went from there. So does oh. your, do you still have auto dealers? Oh, my dad's retired now. Okay. Yeah. He retired about five years ago, um, right after my mom passed and, uh, he's, uh, living out in Virginia now. And so okay. I've still got some family down in Bloomington. My brother's still down there. And so it'll always be home, but, uh, uh I, you know, that's neither here nor there at this point. So, so I have to get, you are a paramedic and now you're a realtor. How, how did this even transpire? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody who ends up in real estate, I think, you know, the vast majority of us, it's our second career. Um, in January of 2018, I lost my job, uh, through some just really unfortunate events, uh, that occurred. And, uh, and, and I spent a couple of months, 
you know, kind of just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, um, you know, living off of savings and, and from borrowing some money and draining some for retirement accounts until my wife said, Hey, it's time for you to figure out <laughs> what, what we're going to do here. That's so, we have wives. <laughs> you know, I was, I was sitting with a friend and uh, he said, you know, have you ever thought about, about selling real estate? And I said, well, you know, I, I tended to try and my dad had, had really tried to push both my brother and I away from sales jobs because being in the auto business, as long as he was, he knew that what we were up against to make money in sales. And so, um, he's, I, I, my buddy said, why don't you give it a try, you know? And so, um, I actually had a, uh, my cousin's husband is, was an, is an agent with Carpenter and I gave him a call and I said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And I went down and met with him and, and the managing broker of the, of our county line road office. And, and they said all the right things. Um, and so, um, I got my license in June of 18 and hit the ground running in August and, I sold 23 or 24 homes my first year and just really haven't looked back. So, so you're very happy you made that choice. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it's paid off well. And yes. so it's, it's, but it's, it's one of those things where you come to a crossroads in life and you, and you realize that like what you've known for a long time isn't going to be a part of your future. And so you, you have to make some decisions. And so yep. my wife and I sat down and talked about it and, and it's ended up working out okay. So, yeah. I find that it always works out okay. I, I mean, I've, I've, I'm quite a bit older than you, I'm guessing, and I have just found that it always works out okay. Mm -hmm. So not that that makes it any easier when you're running through, the, <laughs> you know, problems, but I think that I think it makes a big, you know, you, if, if you just accept it like you did and you move on, it works out. But how did you, getting, getting started in real estate is not the easiest thing in the world. So how did you do, how did you get going so quickly? What did you do? What process? Well, I mean, I owe a lot of credit to um, my former managing broker, Morris Lucas, who's now at EXP Real Estate, um, who sat me down and said, hey, how much money do you need to take care of your family? That's what we need to start first. Let's figure out the dollar amount that you need. Um, and, I, and I told him a number at the time. And I remember him laughing at me saying, that's such a low, unrealistic goal for you. I said, well, that's what I need right now. And so he said, oh, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to put in place. Here's what you need to do every day, day in and day out to build a business um, and to build your database and, and, and get in touch with people and get in front of people. And he said, if you do that, you'll be all right. And I said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow at 8. Um, and I can remember, I mean, literally my first six weeks in, in real estate was, you know, 10, 11 hours a day of just really talking to anybody and everybody that I'd ever met in my okay. life to, you know, Hey, great news. I'm excited to let you know, I've got a new career in real estate. Who do you know? And it was like, if I had your number, Rick, but I didn't have Ian's, Hey, I don't have Ian's number, Rick. You might give me Ian's number. And then Ian's the next call. And it's just name. And so now I need, now I need your name. I need your address. I need your email account. I, you know, so now I'm just building this database. And so just day in and day out. And I mean, I had a lot of good people in place at that office to kind of keep me motivated, you know, and it's like, they catch you wandering up and down the halls. Yep. Hey, what are you doing? Get back on the phone. You have nothing else to do. What else do you have to do? <laughs> like you have no deals going. You're brand new. Like you've got to go find, you know, deals. Right. Um, and I didn't have a choice because my wife wasn't going to give me very much time before she just said, it's time to go get a real job because this right. isn't working out. So 75% of my business was my first year was people I'd never met before. Awesome. Because I didn't have a bunch of right. people saying, let us know when you get, you know. Right. And so now as the years have gone on, of course, yes. those people that you talk to year one say we're not ready yet. And year two, uh, and they, they send you a referral. And then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, we're ready now. And right. thanks for staying in touch with us. And yeah. and so it's a people business. And that's, I mean, I, I looked at it like when I was working in public safety, 
people had problems, they called me to help. I had to ask them some questions, figure out what was wrong, figure out how I could best help them. And I'm just doing the same thing now when it comes to buying and selling real estate. People haven't they got a problem. How can I help you? Uh, and I'm in, and that's really what I what I view our biggest our big thing is that we're we're in the people business. We're in helping people. So yeah, I, we are. And it, it, without without prospects or or any of that, I mean, you, you just without the phone, you have to do that, right? It's, right. It's right. The My number thing. one job is to build inventory every day. Right. Because I'm I'm a direct salesperson, and unlike a car lot, there's not 75 trucks. And I just got to go sell the guy one of these 75 because he walks up, he, he drives up and says, I got to buy a truck today. Right. And so if I don't, if you don't have anything to, if you don't have any inventory, you, then you don't have anything to sell. Right. And so it's that mentality that I was brought up with that like, you know, hey, great. You, you took a listing. Great. That's, pr- that's good. That's what you're supposed to do. And then it pended even better. Now you're out of business. Right. And that's a hard thing to accept from. Yes. A, as a new agent, because you're yes. just really excited about it right. and everything. But then you also can't get caught, you know, rocking that baby for 30 days that might not close. Right. And we've got about a 24% fall through rate in the market right now, which, you know, one in every four deals, the first contract doesn't make it a closing. So you've got to be able to continually generate new leads, generate and fill the pipeline every day and, and nonstop every day. Yeah. I mean, I say start every day at zero, like you didn't sell anything yesterday. Yeah, I, I think it helps, though, like for somebody who did what you did, you got into the business and then you worked your tail off and you did the things that a lot of people don't want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't want to make calls. They don't want to call, do cold calls. They don't want to do those kind of things. But to get going, that's just part of what you have to do. Right. Right. And and so when it slows down, you still have that skill and ability because there's people who I, I've talked to many people. I won't call. I, they just flat out won't do it. And it makes such a difference. So. I, and in our business, now Ian and I both were in the car business. So, and, and if you can't tell, we like cars. So, and that's a business that, that you sit there and they come in, right? But this isn't like that. The, the carpenter doesn't say, here's a line of traffic. Here you go, right? right. You have to go out and get right. it. Right. And so really, was, I mean, you, I've got three, or, you know, any real estate agent has got three options about how they find business. They can wait for it which the vast majority do. And you'll do a handful of deals every year just because people, your friends and family that you know, right. you know, um, you can buy business and there's all kinds of places out there. They'll sell you leads, Zillow and realtor.com and those places. And they'll sell you a big pile of stuff and you'll spend a whole lot of time sorting through it, trying to figure out who can actually sign a contract. Right. Or you can go find it. Uh, and if you can get a system in place where you find business every day, then you can, essentially predict uh, what your income is going to be right. and you can reproduce it every day. Yeah. You know, the, the, the random phone call that's a, a sale for a house isn't predictable. You didn't, it's not like you said, I'm going to put my phone close to me today because I know today is going to be the day somebody's going to call me. Right. Uh, and that's okay. Um, but for me, I need to be able to predict every month, Yes. you know, where my business is going and how much I'm generating and I, I, you know, as I tell our newer agents, I, I don't ever want to be in a position when my wife asks me when my next commission check is coming and I can't tell her an answer. Yes. That's my, and that's as simple as it, I break it down to that simple part, yes. you know? Yeah. And so, um, it's real estate and is an infinite game, right? It's going to go on forever. Right. And, yeah. and realistically it's up to you to decide at what level you want to participate in it. And every, any level's fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, any level's fine. I'm comfortable doing, you know, 35 or 40 a year. Uh, sales a year. Um, some people that's 
a month for them right. and great for them and good for them. But the right. only person I'm competing against is myself. Right. That's okay. a great thing to understand. Yeah. yeah. And if they only want to do three or four a year, good for them too. Right. You know? Um, yeah. That's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, but what you can't do is, is want to do 50 with the work mentality of three. Right. And that's, that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing for, for what most agents get frustrated as they think that they think that the people who are selling a high volume of real estate, that it just comes easily and then they're not putting in a lot of work to make it happen. Right. And they really are behind the scenes. You have to, you have to. Um, and I always say that, you know, the, one of the biggest drawbacks is that people think that work is a noun and not a verb. Right. It's a place they <laughs> yeah. go and not a thing they do. So they say, Oh, I went to the office today. Yes. Okay. And what'd you do there? Well, I had a deal. Okay. You had a deal. And so what you sent a couple of emails or typed up an inspection response and that took you what? 30 minutes of your day. Right. You know, as I share and my, and, and so I look at it with our newer agents too. It's like, if, if I, if I was going to hire you and I said, come into the office, I'll show you how to talk to 200 people. And when you get to 200, come to me and I'll hand you a $7,000 check. Would you do that? Oh yeah, of course I would do that. So why aren't you? Why? Well, because it's the fear of rejection and it's yes. the, we don't know what to say. And I'm always like, well, I don't care if a total stranger hangs up on me. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's ever yeah. happened to you on a cold call? Yeah. That you get yelled at and they hang up. And, and guess what? At the end of the day, it. they're not mad at me. Right. They're mad at the process. Yeah. They're mad at the process and the event of somebody calling them and feeling like a, they were being sold something. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm just not, I don't even feel like I'm selling them anything. I'm just saying, hey, is there... You ever thought about moving? Right, you're trying to help out. You, you never thought? Have you ever thought right. about moving? Did you know what the neighbor's house sold for? Were you aware of that? Yes. You know because people are talking about real estate all the time, every day, yep. and you're foolish to think that they're not. And the worst thing you can do as an agent is to not talk to somebody because either a, you're afraid of being rejected, or b, their friends and family you don't comfort you don't feel comfortable asking them for the business. And then so what happens is then you don't talk to them for six months. You hop on Facebook. And they're super excited that they bought or sold real estate. And you go, I cannot believe that right. they bought a house and they didn't call me. Well, when's the last time you talked to them? Well, like a year ago, but what's the, what they forgot about you. Right. That yep. you weren't center. You weren't, you weren't front of mind. You, they right. just totally didn't even. And then, it's, and then if you talk to them afterwards, they'll say, well, I forgot you were in real estate. Yep. So is it that, is that their fault or yours? No, it's that, yours. It's you, you know, so if you're not asking for business, you're going to be out of business. Yes. Well, so well, let's do this. If somebody was wanting to do some business, how would they get a hold of you, Eric? Well, they could just give me a call at 317-345-8011, or they could text me at that same number for a faster response, 317-345-8011. And to get a hold of Ian or I, it's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. You can look up our contact information there, or you can call us at 317-672-1938. That's 317-672-1938. Did I forget something? I always forget this. <laughs> you know what? Um, he looks at me like, <laughs> I mean, not, we're, not only we're, did I forget it, I don't have it. We're paying for our so ads. there you go. My ad is not going to run today because I, I no. don't have it. Well, hopefully you don't fire us. You know what? I might have to. That was, it's, Ah! Oh, we're in luck. Sweet. We're not going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Indy's Real Estate Gurus. The gurus we interview share valuable insights. They reveal their strengths, personalities, and how they'll work for you. Well, we hardworking mortgage guys secure your best mortgage. Real estate gurus work hard, too. 
They avoid problems the amateurs don't see. They listen. They find unrealized opportunities. If you're buying or selling a home, a real estate guru is a valuable resource. If you're even thinking of buying or selling a home, keep listening and definitely call one of Indy's real estate gurus. All right. So let's take a side step from the real estate part. If I had to take your phone right now and turn it off for a full entire day, you cannot do any work. What would you catch yourself doing? Well, I'd probably be uh, hanging out with my kids and my dogs and or more than likely probably Eagle Creek Park because I live right up the street from there. And so, um, or I'd be on the hunt for a nice bottle of bourbon somewhere. Um, it's a terribly expensive habit, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy sitting around the fire at night and, and relaxing. And um, I, it's funny you mention that because uh, I hand out a schedule to all my clients, both buyer and seller clients, because I, I have a written schedule because I'm a business owner. I feel like it's really important to, to have a written schedule mm-hmm. um, because Subway does, so why wouldn't you? Um, and so on my, on my schedule, it says right there that after 7 o'clock at night, um, unless we're negotiating an offer that's got a, t- a deadline, I'm not, I'm not taking any business calls. Um, and that's was harder for my f- wife, I think, than it was for me because the phone would ring and she'd see who it was. She's like, that's a client. That's so-and-so. You need to take that call. I said, no, I, I don't. I said, it's probably some third-party vendor, title company, inspection, lender issue that um, they can leave me a voicemail. And they know because they have my schedule that I'm not going to answer the phone. Um, and I'll call them back first thing in the morning because I've got that built into my schedule for – at 7 30 8 a.m when i return those phone calls from from after hours and uh, i think it's important that you do that because uh, you know it's for me personally if i answer the phone at eight then the next one's at nine the next one's at ten and um i i have to keep my schedule because i have to be well rested i think to to perform at a high level and and that's really not for me not really negotiable yeah. um and that's okay and and i've had clients who who uh, they'll they'll I'll get a voicemail and they're like hey I know it's after hours I didn't I didn't expect you to take the call but I had to ask you this question while it was on my mind um, give me a call back in the morning right type of thing or text messaging is the same thing hey I don't respond to this because I know it's family time um, and so they respect those boundaries and and it works out good that way so but yeah but that's something nice that once you've done it so much you understand that something most things are not hey I got to respond and three minutes yeah you understand that hey look it's seven eight o'clock at night if i respond at nine o'clock in the morning everything will be just fine now like Mm -hmm. you said though what did you say you said hey look sometimes there are time sensitive things right all right so you understand that which is awesome because hey look just because it's five o'clock i'm home doesn't mean i shut off everything (laughs) right right and i mean it's and realistically i I mean i I probably take as many incoming calls and text messages between five and six thirty that I do during the day because I understand people are, are at work and, and, and they can't do that kind of stuff. But, um, for me, it's just important, important to let people know that there is a schedule and there is a time. And, and if I don't take your call, there is a reason, um, that I'm not taking your call. I'm not just ignoring you. Um, and, and I'll get back to you. Um, but I think that's one of the biggest complaints that I think the public has. And I think the biggest complaint that people in the industry have is that there's just a, a huge lack of communication. Um, and, and, and text messaging has made things, so impersonal that, you know, I, I just, I'm more of a phone call guy. I'd rather just talk to you on the phone. I think it's a better way to build relationships. It's a better way to do business. Um, it's a better way to get business. Yeah. I mean, I know there's all kinds of options out there. And, and like I said, I'm, I don't claim to be any ex I know there's social media experts and, and who are, are killing it on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and, and good for them. And, and that's all great and stuff, but um, that's not really who I am. I mean, right. whether I get there someday as, as a business grows and diversifies and, and you bring on more people on your team, you know, I don't know, but I'd rather just, what's their number? I'm just going to call them. 
you know, <laughs> than so, anything else. So, uh, my wife and I, we take our kids on all the parks and all the trails and Eagle Park, Eagle Creek. We've gone several times, mm-hmm. and it's interesting how many deer there are there. Yeah, yeah, you get shocked mm-hmm. and how close you actually become. I think we were like 10, 15 feet mm-hmm. away from a deer, and it's just staring at us. And I'm like. Well, you don't see this every day. <laughs> no, actually, my yeah, my wife hit hit one. It's been like six or seven years ago out on Fifty Sixth Street and uh, told her car out. But either way, but yeah, there's they're coming back in numbers. They had a controlled hunt a few mm-hmm. years, you know, because they were just a few years ago, and they were in that. And whether or not you agree with that or not, but you, if you if you're in the park every day and you see the because they don't have any predators, you saw that you know. You got to keep the population. Uh, well, there was a lot of sick deer because there's just not enough not enough food, food not enough food. Right. So, uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there on yeah. my discussion about. <laughs> deer population control <laughs> they would take over the they would take over the park if yeah. they didn't do something but yeah. i want to i want to highlight what you were talking about because there are so many agents who struggle with setting boundaries and time and and having that that time off in the evening it's amazing how many we talk to it's weekends and evenings that they struggle with so what you're saying is you set the time, you you communicate that, just like a store. Here's my hours. This is what, what is my hours. And you have set schedule so they know if I, if I call you at 8.30 at night or if I text you at 8.30 at night, I don't expect anything back from you until the morning when you, when you do all that between 7.30 and 8 is what your time is, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so any, any agents, we have a lot of agents listen, anybody who's looking for that, that's a – you, what you're saying is you just have to set what it is and tell people and be reasonable mm-hmm. and also understand if there's emergencies that, that that goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what it comes down to is if you are truly wanting to sell real estate at a high level and I'm, you know, 25, 30 or more deals per year, um, you have to be able to control your time right, and manage your time. And if you can't manage your time, you, you'll find that you're just scrambling. And at the end of the day, you'll be exhausted and you'll have nothing to show for it yeah. other than a whole lot of work and a whole lot of time away from home and a whole lot of scurrying and a whole, a whole lot of everything. Um, you know, so my Saturday and Sunday schedule is by appointment only on my schedule. And I don't, I don't mind working the weekends. I understand, especially if you're working with buyers that you may have to work weekends, you know, because you can't control you know, the market when you're working exclusively with buyers. Um, and we can get to that if you want right. about how that goes. But yeah, I mean, I, and so, but you know, if, if you call me at, at 10 AM on a Saturday to see a house at noon, you're probably going to have to have somebody from one of my offices. Um, you know, Hey, well, I'm going to have somebody from our Carmel office or our Greenwood office or whatever is going to meet you there right? because they live right around the corner right. and, um, and they've got the time to do it. And so, um, but that's and so that's you know I I tend to try and work more on the listing side because I can control my time and I can control my income, um, and and when the past couple of years in the pandemic it was just, I mean if you were working with buyers you had zero ability to control your schedule, because you had to jump and move as, as second something hit the market even regardless of what time it was. Right. And then even if you did that, you were the 25th one there anyway. So it didn't, <laughs> 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 it's like it's you know so it, did, it didn't matter, but. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I look at it that I'm a small business owner, and so I have to control um, every aspect of of being the the person who generates the income for the you know the business, the you know capital for the business. As, as I look at it, so I just can't imagine not having a schedule. Um, and and that's one of the you know I 
I hear it all the time and I hear it from new agents. Why did you get into real estate? Well, I wanted to have the freedom to make my own schedule. Well, which if you have that approach and that mentality, what you're going to end up with is the freedom from income because you're going to find every reason in the world not to go to work and generate business. Um, and that's our own, our, that's our number one job as, right. as a real estate agent, right? You got to go to work. You got to generate business every day, but you'll find a reason you'll find, Oh, well, cause somebody's always going to want you to go to lunch and somebody's always going to want you to take the kids to the dentist at 10 in the morning. And somebody's going to want you to go to the grocery store at at two, you know, and, and those things just, you have to be able to, to, you know, work is still work. Yeah. You have to, well, you, what you have to do is sell those, sell people around you on accountability and that it's not a job like any other job. You can't just leave in the middle of the day. Right. Because as soon as you start doing that, then your, your entire approach to your day is, is, oh, I've got all these other things going on. I can't, I can't, you know, do that. I can't, I can't make time for that. And it's like, we've all, we've all got the same amount of time every day. Right. It's just how do you, how do you choose to use it? You know? And so uh, I've said for, and, I, and I'll, I'll go to my grave believing that there's a direct correlation between the cars in the parking lot of a real estate office and the names on the sales board. Oh, who, are, I would, who yes. are producing every day. Um, and even if you're just there by, and you're just absorbing stuff by osmosis, you're hearing what's going on in the market. You're hearing what other agents are doing to be successful. You're hearing what we're having to do for buyer clients as we shift back towards a low inventory market and, and how to be successful and to get them under contract. And you're just learning, you know, it's, 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 and then I approach real estate like anything else. It's a, it's a, it's always learning. There's always right. more. I never know enough. I can never learn more. I can never, you know, I never say, well, I know everything now. Cause every soon, soon as you do, there's going to be a deal that's coming bite you. And, and, you know, the, because the public believes that every person who's a real estate agent works 40 hours a week and sells $10 million a year. And, knows everything about real estate and it's far from that. Right. So, which is for a million reasons, which we don't need to get into because everybody has a right to do run their business right. as they see fit. Right. So, um, but, but that's just, you know, I, you know, we're, we're back to this, you know, you, and you, you, you guys see the numbers and, and the market's always shifting and changing. So I feel like I owe it to my clients to be involved in it every day Yeah. to understand what's going on and you know, how are, you know, what's selling, what isn't selling, what's, what do we need to do for buyers? What do we need to do for sellers? How do we, how do we price property right so that it sells so it doesn't sit? And how do we convince sellers to, to you know, to take what the property is actually worth versus what they think it's worth and all, all those types of things. So, and if somebody's looking to buy or sell their home, how would they get a hold of you? They would give me a call at three one seven three four five eight zero one one, and for a faster response, they can text me three one seven three four five eight zero one one. And if they want to shoot you an email. E. Pittner at callcarpenter.com. And Pittner is P-I-T-N-E-R? Correct. That's pretty, that's pretty nice and easy. It's it like is. Smith I spelled or... it. If I spell it, <laughs> anybody can spell it. Okay? We all know that. And if you need to get a hold of Ian or I, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Or you can call us at 317-672-1938. That's 317-672-1938. All right. So now... Let's get into the question of the week. I've been waiting for this one. I know. This one should be really, really good. Why? His dad was a car dealer. Oh, I thought you were about to say Model T. I'm like, wow, really? You're going to throw that? I don't think he's I didn't that even old. think that way. That uh-huh. shows you who thinks wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The question of the week is sponsored by, hey, Rick and I, the hardworking mortgage guy, where we believe in helping and supporting you and your realtor through by sending constant updates through your loan process. Nobody likes to live in a black hole because... Dangerous thoughts always enter a black hole. So 
Don't don't be left in the dark. Contact Rick and I at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. All right, so here's the question. What was your first car? My first car was a 1976 Buick Skylark. Okay. Did you, was it the Green Hornet? It was a green. Oh, it was a it green. Was, one. It's green. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did, did you have a fond memories of that car? It was my first car. Yeah, it was my first car. But my dad to this day still has a 1957 Buick Roadmaster. Oh, that uh, his dad gave to him for his 18th birthday, uh, and he still has, and so he's had it ever since. Um, and in the trunk of this car, he has every service record. Every speeding ticket, any any penny he's ever spent on that car, are in binders in the back trunk of the car from the day he owned it to today. Wow, That's I thought impressive. he was going to say body, <laughs> dead bodies. Well, well you who be, knows you if can he put hits a lot in there. Yeah, you could put you could put yeah. I mean, <laughs> if he hit a deer with it, the deer's probably back there too. <laughs> but it has air conditioning and power steering. Yeah, that it. it that's so rare back then. Yeah, and it's all original except for the eight track tape deck that he added to it, and the front windshield, which got busted out. We were living in Franklin, Indiana. I was about five or six years old playing baseball in the street, and a kid hit hit the baseball through the garage window, closed garage window, and broke oh, the wow. windshield, which they had a special order from California. And I'm going to say it was something stupid, like in, you know, this has been 1980, 1981. I'm going to say it was like a $1,500 windshield. Oh, my. And the parents were just, of course, livid because when they found out what the bill was for this kid who hit the base, yes, anyway. Yeah. But everything else is all original on it, so... Uh, wow. He's got new tires, but other, other than that, have yeah. you been allowed to drive it? One time, I was, and that was just a few years ago. I think I was forty-five or forty-six years old for the for the first time I got to drive. Really? it. Really? Yeah. Oh, you went, well, and when you said drive it, you you don't mean you just backed it out of the garage. I mean, like Rain Man, like slow in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, like yeah. like in the neighborhood. You don't just let anybody drive a yeah. car like no, that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I literally was was forty-five, forty-six years old. I think before he let me drive it. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's not. I understand it, and it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's actually. People who aren't into cars yeah. wouldn't know that, but it is. I so many people I've talked to. Oh yeah, my dad had this. I I was not allowed to drive it. Yeah, <laughs> it's baby blue. It's got white walls. Oh, it's about twenty seven feet long. I think <laughs> you know what I mean. You put eight adults in the back seat easily. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Just, they don't build them like that anymore, and that's yeah. a true statement. No, <laughs> yeah, it's a sled at the that's, time. You know, at the time it was probably groundbreaking, one hundred and fifty horsepower. You know, big block or something yeah, like that. And it's, I know. You know, so. But anyway, so. they couldn't get much horsepower out of those cars. No, no, but the gas was not as good as our gas either. That's right. part of it. Right. But yeah. So I he, could he, talk he about actually tried. To, he actually tried to sell it after my mom passed away, and my my brother and I stepped in and vetoed that. Oh, good. Said, yeah, you're not getting rid of that car. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's worth a lot of money. If, yeah. Uh, well, those, yeah, because the brothers were like, hey, we're gonna fight over this later. <laughs> now, I'm trying to keep in the family, so yeah. as long as I can, so. I think they're just saying, you know, we would like to drive it. <laughs> okay. More than once. I still don't know. I still don't know this day if my brother's driven it. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Is he older or younger? I've got a twin brother, actually. Okay. Yeah. Twin. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your dad doesn't know which one you drove it. <laughs> <laughs> so back to real estate, as much as I don't want to, what is your superpower or superpowers, would you say? I think I am honest to a fault. And I tell my clients that my number one job is to tell you the truth, no matter how hard it is for me to say it or how, 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 excuse me, how hard it is for you to hear it. Um, and that comes, you know, regardless of the situation, that's, that's, you know, pricing or an issue that happens in the transaction because bad news doesn't get better with time. Um, I, I'm probably over the top when it comes to, you know, generating new leads and, and talking to people. And, and that's just my expressive personality, I think, coming out. Um, um, but at the end of the day, I don't know if necessarily a, a superpower other than um, I just 
am confident that I'm good at my job. Um, and, and I continue to learn every day and, um, and I'm surrounded by some really good agents in our office and our company and the industry as a whole. I mean, I mean, obviously there's, I think there's like 1200 brokerage firms in my now, which is just an ungodly number right. 9,000 agents. And, and, and again, your, your thoughts on that are, are for another day. Um, but it's funny because you start to see the same names over and over and over again as new listings happen and new sales happen. And you look down, you look at the agents and it's like, Oh, okay. 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 So the, it's like anything else. I mean, like, you know, 10% of the people doing 90% of the work. Right. Um, but I try and I, I, I'm always, I, I went to a new listing workshop last week that I probably didn't need to go to, but I picked up a couple little things out of that. And so um, for me, it's always like, how can I do better? How can I surround myself with people who are doing more, who are doing better? And I, I mean, that's not just real estate. That's any business. Right. That's, that's life. You know, you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. Yes. And so, you know, do you, as soon as you're the most successful person in the room, you've got two choices. You can stay there and those people will eventually bring you down to their level uh, for a million reasons. Uh, or you can go find a room where you're now the least successful person in the room and learn from all those people yeah. um, who have more to, te- who have, you know, more to teach you about, about doing the job. And so, you know, we've got a company president that's been in the business for over 40 years. Um, our regional manager, has been the business for almost 30 years. Most of the team at Carpenter, the senior management team, has got 30 more years or more years in the business. Um, and they're just, they're always just a phone call away. Right. I mean, I would ask, you know, your, who else, you know, and what other job does an independent contractor have the personal cell phone of the president of the company? Who, yeah, probably and, none. And, and the president of the company volunteered that to you on your first day of career start training. Really? Wow. If you need anything, call me. Here's my personal cell phone number. Here's my email address. If you can't get an answer from your manager, if you have something happening, give me a call. I mean, that's just, I mean, that, that's, so that's the kind of support that we get. Yes, that's you know, awesome. From, and I just can't imagine being a new agent and not having, you know, obviously you're free to go work for whoever you want. And, and I had a friend, past client, who came in last week to talk about maybe getting his license. And I said, you know, go interview three or four, five companies before you decide where to put your license. But make sure you've got the support that you need. Because I couldn't imagine being a new licensee and, like, Here's your desk. Here's your phone. And by the way, you owe us a desk fee next month, even if you're not selling anything. Right. Get to work type of thing, um, and not having you know a system in place to have an education department, have a training department, have a marketing department, and so many things that are all in, in that are provided to me that I don't like. I don't that are hands off stuff. Some of the like social media stuff that that we do that is automatically generated. And I don't have to worry about that. Right. It goes out every day. It makes it look like I'm super super busy, which I am, but. It's even more so, which is even worse, you know, and right. that's all automated. So I don't have to worry about that kind yeah. of stuff. So, um, but that's, so that's all good stuff that, yeah. I, that I get. So, yeah, so. that's awesome. So did you ever call the owner? I I mean, I see him quite a bit. He's in our North Meridian office and he sat in on the listing workshop last week. He's, his office doors, 90% of the time his doors open. Um, he's a, you know, a big advocate for us, especially as we've, you know, did this switch over to this new MLS service, BLC, whatever you want to call it, and there's hiccups in it, and I understand. And, and so he's been a big advocate for us um, to help get things back to where it doesn't become a distraction and becomes much easier to navigate and stuff. But um, and, and the funny thing was, I, I can remember, like, so I met him, um, and, and Dave Cabness is our president and CEO, and I think everybody knows that. And uh, I, obviously I met him at Career Start in, in uh, August of 18, I think. And then we had, in January of 19, we have our sales rally every year, you know what I mean? And so here I am, this brand new guy. I think I had done one or two deals in the first five months, you know. And he knew me by name. And we got 650 agents, and he wow. and he walked up and knew my name. 
Hopefully uh, for good reasons. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's like, <laughs> but but that's you know that's that's the kind of leadership team we have in place that like you know they, yeah. they and so it feels like family and and we have good support and even though even though it's a big company by numbers it doesn't feel like a big company yeah. if that makes sense you know what I mean because yep. we got the ability to go to I can make an appointment and schedule with a client at any of our offices it makes it so convenient you know hey. I know I'm in a, my home. My home is in Brownsburg, and my home office is in Avon. I do a lot, most of my business in Hendricks and Boone and Hamilton counties. And but if somebody in Greenwood that I know needs to buy a home, or hey, I can just call that office. Hey, well, I'll schedule a conference room one of our Southside offices. I don't want you. You don't have to come all the way up to me. I'll come to you. Um, so that it makes it nice to have yeah. the ability to do that and 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 work in all those offices. If you got to stop in to do paperwork or hop on a computer if, and, and have all that ability to do, that's great. So yeah, that's yep. fantastic. So. Yep. With with Carpenter, uh, or in your office, do you have do you have a team, or is it just, are you a? I currently do not have a team. Okay. Um, I need a team. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a lot of volume for somebody all by themselves. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it's it is, and and I'm I'm really at the point where I need to probably look at bringing some help on. It's just I have a hard time delegating because I set high expectations for myself. I'm my biggest I'm my biggest critic. I mean, I'm, I'm my biggest critic and, and, you know, I, uh, even though I had a really great year last year and I, I look at myself and I say, man, I, I could have done more. I, I could have, should have done, I should have done more. And it's like, well, no, maybe you did as much as you could by yourself because at some point you just have to, there becomes all that busy work of, of working in the transaction, right? you know, that, that ends up just chewing up your time. And, and I found myself one day last, I think I, last May or June, I had like eight or nine pending in, in, in like three weeks, you know? And so. I just found myself one afternoon. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit down real quick and knock out this stuff and then go. And I look up at six o'clock at night. Yeah. You know? and, and then I look back and I'm like, this is all just busy work. I should be delegating all this stuff. This is all yes, stuff that I, every, you, you know, I should be. And so I need to look at doing that. We've got, I mean, obviously it's Carpenter provides us with an administrative assistant. Our, our office actually has two because we do so much volume, um, you know, to help manage some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's time to probably look at hiring a transaction yep. coordinator and, and or I'd love to hire a buyer's agent. Not that I don't love showing property, but somebody who's got more time in order to, to do that kind of stuff. Because when you do listings, you you control your time. Right. I mean, I, can, I set a listing appointment. I know what time I'm going over to the house and take the listing. And, and then my wife expects the contract to get signed if I'm going to miss dinner. Yep. Um, and so, but with buyers, you don't have that ability to control your time and you're reacting a lot. And so, um, you know, we've got a couple of new agents that are doing a really, that are at least there every day learning and wanting to learn and, and probably approach one of them about helping me with buyers yeah. um, just because it gives you so much more freedom and, and, and you'll end up doing more business because you'll have more time right? Um, yeah. and to do that. And it helps and so, them. Yeah. And it helps it's good it, for everybody. It, it helps everybody out. It yeah. helps that new agent out to get some experience. It helps the buyers to have somebody who's freely available all the time um, to, to do that. And um, I've, I don't know, probably seven or eight times this year I've had to pay another agent to show property because I just, I, I, I can't get there. Right. You know, I can't be, I right. can't be in Carmel and in Avon at the exact same time on a Thursday afternoon at four o'clock. So well, you do I'm going to take twin. the list. I'm going to take the listing appointment every time. You do have a twin. So, well, yeah, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> they were. He's a, he's a, he's a, finan- my financial advisor and he's, so he's in sales too. Uh-huh. And so I think that was the other, one of the other big things too, is that when I was a new agent feeling down on myself and I had my dad and my brother who have, yeah. you know, my dad was, f- you know, 50 years in sales. My brother's got about 27 or 28 years as a financial advisor. Um, you know, having them to kind of, yeah. you, know, you know, light the fire and put a foot, you know, where quit feeling sorry for yourself. This is sales. Yeah. You're either going to, you're either going to get used to this. You're going to have to get out of it because it's not going to change um, no matter how long you're in it. And that's what. You know, and I've tried to share that with our newer agents because it was told to me in career start is that, you know, nobody owes you anything. 
nobody owes you anything. And people that you, people that you know that you swear up and down would never hire another agent or go with another mortgage company or go with whatever they will. They will. They will because, and for whatever reason, they feel like they shouldn't do business because they don't want to make friendship in business or they feel like, you know, oh, well, they're doing, they're too busy, you know, and that was my case a couple of times. Well, he, you know, he's way too busy to help me. So I'll go, you know, or, um, or for whatever reason, right. you know what I mean? Or they just, they don't want you to know their financials, right. you know, it, anything, but it's, or they just, or the average person knows five or six agents and they had a relationship with an right. agent before you got your license. Right. And so it's a numbers game. It's sales, right? And so you have to have the the mindset to, you know, be like a dog, I say, and I just yep. kick some grass over it and move <laughs> yeah. on. You know what I mean? Because yep. it's just going to happen. And then, and then the, and we have to be able as agents to be the calming voice. And the biggest thing, the biggest struggle, I think, is that you have to emotionally detach yourself from the outcome. Yes. The deal's not about you. And it might not close, and there might not be anything you can do about that. But if you can stack seven or eight or nine deals together at a time – Boy, it's a lot easier yes. when one falls apart. Yes, you know, versus it's having hard that when it's your only one. When it's your only one, <laughs> and you've spent all and you spent all thirty days rocking that baby to closing, and then and then buyer. I last year I had a buyer lose their job. On what, I mean, it was my listing, but the buyer lost their job two days before closing. That's I, tough. I, yeah, but if and so nothing anybody can do nothing you can do about that. But if you can have more deals going because you're every day generating new ones versus just working on the one you got, then it's a whole lot easier. To, to replace that, yeah. you know what I mean? Because that's the biggest drawback. I think that's the biggest, hardest thing as a new agent. Congratulations, you got your deal. Well, where's the next one? Yep. Because otherwise you're going to get, even if it does close, let's say you get to closing, 30 days later you get your check. Okay, now you've paid your broker. Now you've paid your government because the more you make, the more they take. Um, and now you've paid your bills and now you've got a little bit left over and you did nothing that 30 days to generate the next one because you were just so caught up in working the one you had. Right. Boy, that's tough. You know what I mean. That's going to limit you in how many loans, you, how many uh, houses you can sell, or or right or it, because you can't replace the time. Right, and you you lost those you lost time by your own accord, by your own choice. And so, right in in my office on my wall, in big letters, it says "Start every day at zero. Yeah, I mean you have to have that approach. You know, yeah. and people are like, "Oh, look at all that! Look at that wall full of from, of, of plaques and stuff from your broker." I said, "Yeah, the only matter, the only deal, the only one that matters is the next one." Right. You know, and if so, if people say, "How many deals do you need?" Just one more. That's right. Just yep. one more. Always just one more. Yep. It's always about the next one, and so you just and that's your has to be your approach in say any sales job, not just real estate, mortgages, insurance. Yep. Is finding the next candidate, finding the yep. next person, next person to help. Yeah, we're panning for gold, guys. Right. Right. That's what we're doing every day. We're just paying right. for gold on the phone, on the internet, on email, paying for gold, yeah. asking people who they know. We find a nugget. Then we got to figure out, is this real gold or fool's gold? If it's fool's gold, we throw it away and we go back to the pan. If it's real gold, oh, hey, maybe we got something here. Right. That's one. But the problem is you find the one and then you sit on your desk and you stare at it for a month instead of paying on the next day yes. for another one. Then you always got to be well then your income is going to be uh, like a roller yes. coaster you're gonna be yeah. porpoise and you can't you and and so i don't want to live like that i want I, right you know the goal is to have a real estate business that pays you like a real job every two weeks yes that's the real that's the real goal right and that's the thing is that agents don't understand like you, do you understand what a nice income you can have what a nice living you can have for you and your family by doing two deals a month right and they go well they, they don't understand that like it's that, that and they think because they think they have to do a hundred. When you don't, you, I mean, in the, in this market with the sales prices the way they are, 
you can make a really nice living doing 25 or 30 deals a year. Right. A really nice living, which is only two a month. Right. That's one every other week. And you start you, there. Yeah. You don't start at 100. You no, start, you start there. Yeah, you have to go through that yeah. number. But if you believe in your mind that you can't put together one deal in 80 hours of, week, of work, then we you you either aren't willing to learn or you're not willing to do the work we teach you to have. Right. I mean, that's, that's really all it comes down to because that's really realistic what it is. One deal right. in 80 hours of work time yep. will make you a good living. Yes. Yeah, but the the work is all the prospecting and everything to get that deal. Yeah. That's what they tend yeah. to forget. That you got to yeah. prospect. You got to do the calls like you did. Well, you yeah, do I mean, I, I, you have to as a newer agent. Now, eventually, you'll get to the point where you've done that for enough years that you've got a book of business and a database big enough and a referral network big enough that you're getting a large volume of your deals by people calling you. Right, and that's happened in my neighborhood. I spent. Uh, our director of training said, you know, you'll sell real estate to the people that you know and the places that you live. You know, if you want to sell a $2 million home, you either have to live in a community of $2 million homes or have a network of people that can buy $2 million homes. Right. That's that's the facts. That's just the reality of the situation. Your odds of being a new agent and walking and being able to create that business on your own aren't impossible because nothing's impossible except for dribbling a football. Um, they're just not real. So I sat down and looked at my neighborhood, and I'm like, there's 40 homes that sell a year in this place. Wow. I had a gold mine in my backyard, yeah. you know what I mean? So I just started right then. My first, I, can, I would just stop my car a couple blocks away from home and knock on 10 doors every day at the end of the day. Awesome. Introduce myself. Hey, I, by the way, I live in the neighborhood. Here's my car. If you have any questions about real estate, any questions about the value of your home, let me know. And then we've got a corner lot, so we sit out there when the weather's nice but um, and talk to neighbors. Um, I sponsor the bounce house at the, at the picnic every okay. year at the pool. Um, and then my wife hates it because, like, if we're walking the dogs, Everybody you knows get you. stopped. I mean, she's like, this guy's washing his car. You're going to stop and talk to him, aren't you? Of <laughs> like, of course I am. Why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? And so now – and so that was the first, you know – and so it took me about six months of that before I generated my first listing in the neighborhood. But last year alone – I did four and a half million dollars worth of sales from my wow. na- from my neighbors. That's awesome. Yeah. Buy buy and sell, buy and sell, sell my house. We're gonna sell our house. We're gonna buy another one. I had one where they sold their house and bought another one, and another neighbor bought their listing and then sold her house. Oh, wow. So it was four deals from talking to one neighbor. And yeah. so, and yesterday my phone rang about five o'clock. Hey, I need you to come sell my investment property. I live I live one block over. The one I'm closing tomorrow, right, is five houses down from me. I've never awesome. I I never met them before in my entire life. But I've got a presence now. I do a neighborhood yeah. Facebook page, and I do a social, you know, a, a, a real quick market update on the every month, the first of the month. Just here's what's for sale, here's what's under contract, here's what's sold, and then like I'll do a link for a free CMA or you know a low inventory flyer. Or yesterday, or uh, yesterday was all about taxes. Hey, you probably got your tax bill. You probably got some questions about it. You might have some sticker shock. Let me know, you know, how I can help. I'll help you answer those questions about you know what's going on and. And the phone rang. Hey, why don't why don't why my property taxes go up? Well, you know, have you been paying have you been paying attention to what houses are worth? Do you have any idea what your house is worth? The guy had no idea, really, what his house was wow. worth. Wow, wasn't paying attention. You know that, Rick. I mean, yeah. you guess when you're not thinking about it, you people don't your e- house and you don't even think pe- about it. You, you, how many people don't even know what they owe on their mortgage? Yeah, they got no clue because almost all of them <laughs> either they're paying no either they're paying no attention to it or it's an automatic withdrawal or the spouse is taking care of it. And they've got yeah. no idea. That's true. Because I'll ask as, as part of our pre-listing packet, I want to put together a net sheet to show them, 
you know, what you're going to walk away with because that's what 99% of people care about is right. how much they're going to make and how soon can you get that money for them. Right. You know, but I'll, they'll tell me a number and then we'll go pull the mortgage and the, the mortgage company is way off. And then they're mad, you know. It's like, well, I didn't. I'm going off your numbers. <laughs> I just went off of your numbers. Yeah. I, can't, I can't help the fact that you owe way more than what you said you did, right. you know. And yep. so, um, but yeah, so I mean, I worked, I worked my tail off generating business in that neighborhood, and now, yeah. and now it's just pays off. Now, well, it's come yeah. list me stuff now, right? You know, it's come, yeah, you know. And so, and twice last year, people called me to list their homes. They were under contract with their the next home with a different agent, didn't use them to list their property. That's an awkward conversation to have, right? Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Your offer got accepted. When can I come over and list your home? Well, about that. <laughs> We're going to call the neighborhood expert to do it. Um, and so now, and it, but it's taken about three years to get there. And I think that's, I think that too is one of the big, biggest hurdles for newer agents is just they, they expect the instant gratification. It's not there. And it's just, they don't realize that how much actual work it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm working... People was like, oh, you're making way more money than you did in public safety. And I said, well, yeah. But I said, you'd be surprised about how many hours I'm putting in. Right. You know, at the end of the day. Right. Um, at least initially. You know, I've started, you know, last year was a lot fewer than year three, which, you know, and so, you know, you're able yeah. to, you know, I was, because there were no weekends off when I was right. new. It's like, we had open houses back then because we had inventory. Right. I'd be doing, i do two, every every Sunday, two open houses. Right. You know, noon yeah. to two and Three to five every yeah. Sunday, just out there, out there, out there, out there. That's what you had to do? Yeah, because you you've got to get the exposure, and you got to yeah. you know because people are going to hire who they know and who they respect and who they see, and and you know now that you, you know last year a lot of referrals and more referrals this year, and so but those referrals come from past clients because you've right. taken good care of them, and, right? And but you can't expect all that right away. I mean, that's not there are obviously some first year agents that just knock it out of the ballpark, um, and the funny thing is, is a lot of them you don't know, ever they have a great first year and then. Really, and then that tail was tails way off. So, yeah. but I think I think the last number I saw was like seventy five percent of agents quit in the first two years. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I mean, just it's absolutely crazy. insane. So, so, if somebody has, they want to list a home, they want to buy a home. What is the best way to get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is on my cell phone three one seven three four five eight zero one one. And if you need a quick response, send me a text three one seven three four five eight zero one one. Perfect. And to get a hold of Ian or I, it's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Or you can call 317-672-1938. That's 317-672-1938. And reminder, if you know any friends, family, or coworkers looking to buy, sell, or refinance, contact Rick or I. We'll be more happy to help you. And follow us for more Indies Real Estate Gurus.